Hello, hello, hello from wherever and whenever you may be listening. This is another episode of The Rambler and the Gambler. This is Kevin, as always, joined for the second straight week by Ryan. Ryan, how was your week? Fantastic, fantastic. How about yourself? My week was fine, thank you. Glad you're back. Thank this you for having week, me again. We're only a week away from football, Ryan. Oh. It doesn't feel like it because there's basketball playoffs, hockey playoffs, baseball still kind of floating around in some weird COVID way. I mean, it's... Uh, Just give me the it, pigskin. We're so close. Just I was going to say, it's, it, it's kind of hard to get focused on football. Normally around this time, there's no sports. I'm sick of baseball. I've seen three or four preseason games. I've seen my team out there in their uniforms, but none of that. Just reading up on guys look great in practice, and this guy smoked that guy, and he tore up the third team, and this guy worked out in the offseason. Kind of want to see some action. Kind of want to see some pads, some hitting, some football, but before we get into that, Let's get into the NFC. So for those of you that missed it, we gave you the AFC preview last week. Gave you some best bets on uh, the over-under totals. This week we're going to do a little NFC preview. Do a little NFC over-under totals. And uh, we're going to jump right in and we're going to start right in the NFC East. Uh, I can't think of a better place to start. Me neither. As a Giants fan, me neither. Nothing like talking about my least favorite teams to start off my Thursday. So, let's start off with America's least favorite team, the Dallas Cowboys. I got an over-under win total of 9.5 with some heavy juice to the over at minus 160. For those of you that didn't listen last week, minus 160 means you got to bet 160 bucks to win 100 because that's what Vegas thinks is going to happen. So... Hate to admit it because it's the freaking Cowboys, but I agree with Vegas. I think the Cowboys are going over nine and a half wins. I feel like Dallas and Philly flip-flop every year, and Philly won the division last year, so that means it's Dallas's turn because I don't see the Giants and Redskins winning it, which we'll get into in a minute. Cowboys always feel like they had too much talent and underachieved with Garrett, and now Garrett's gone on the Giants. Great. And uh, I feel like new coaches like Mike McCarthy bring new life, especially early on. What do you think about that, Ryan? I have them at nine and a half too. I, I can't believe I'm saying this already. It's so so early, but I agree. Um, I think they're going to be ten and six or so. They oh, are. I thought you were best betting it for a no, second. No, I am not. I'm not best betting it. I do have one in this division that is not it though. Okay. Um, I they've made some improvements on the offensive side. I, I you know it's hard to not to like Zeke and Dak. You know whatnot. I, I just think that, like you said, it, it's their turn. It's their turn. The Eagles got it last year. Oh, so you agree with my flip-flop yeah, theory? Yeah, I, I like the flip-flop idea. They're always, you know, it's, it always comes down to that last week of the season between the two teams. Uh, are they playing each other this year? They are not, but they should play that game every single year because it's probably the most relevant game of the year, um, and they should just count the other two out at that point. But they don't do that scheduling, but maybe, you know, food for thought. But no, I agree with you. They are going over. I have it at ten and six, so they're they're going over on that one. Yeah, I mean, winning uh, the division. Besides the offense and drafting Ceedee Lamb to give them some extra depth at receiver, they added Alden Smith, who hasn't been in the league in like five years, to the defense, and apparently he's on his best behavior. Which why wouldn't you be at this point? He in was life? the monster from San Francisco, correct? Yeah, who got like arrested for domestic violence and a bunch of other stuff. He's kind of a scumbag, but of course. 
when Why scumbags need when, when scumbags need jobs, Der- Jerry Jones rings your phone. They also added Everson Griffin. They got Demarcus Lawrence. They got an improved pass rush. They still have that talented linebacking core with Jalen Smith, Notre Dame, uh, Leighton Vander Esch, and Sean Lee, who will probably have a concussion by the time this uh, season kicks off. He probably already has one. Yeah, but uh, it always pains me to talk about the Cowboys and Eagles in good light, but I feel like the Cowboys are going to have a big year, and I, I like their over of 9.5. And, and Greg Hardy's actually putting together a relatively good UFC career, so kudos to him as well. All right. Well, you know, if you can't play football, you got to do something else. Anything else in the Cowboys? Nope. We both got him on the America's over? America's team, not. Both got him on the over? Over. Oh, man, we're off to an early agreement. Let's move on to my other favorite team. Not the really. New York Giants? Uh, we're no. not there yet. No. We're my other least favorite team. Oh, that sorry. was sarcasm. Sorry. The Philadelphia Eagles, who I also have at an over-under of 9.5 with less juice to the over. Ryan, what do you have on the Eagles? I have them at 9.5 also. I'm going under. If Dallas is 10-6, and six, that must mean the Eagles are 9-7. and seven. Just a shade under the number. Um, they had an interesting draft. Jalen uh-huh. Hurts, I, I remember you know watching the draft and shaking my head a couple times. Um, they did get the wide receiver from, I believe, TCU, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, Rieger. Um, we still don't know what to make of Miles Sanders. He's still yet to officially prove himself. People are thinking that he's uh, pretty high this year, so we'll see what that means. Um, they're just a shade under the number. I have him under. I, too, have them under. Ryan, I don't like that we're agreeing. It's bad for ratings. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Yeah, I I have them under as well. I mean, you kind of touched on a lot of the points. They're relying on a lot of new people. You touched on Miles Sanders. I don't know if he can hold up a whole year. I I, I remember hearing a lot of Boston Scott last year. Uh, So, obviously, that means Miles Sanders wasn't on the field. I I feel like they didn't do enough to improve their team. Jalen Hurts, like you said, drafted in round two. They could have used another playmaker. Alshon Jeffrey's going to miss the first couple of weeks. Deshaun Jackson will probably get injured if he's not already injured by the time they kick off the season. They got a new left tackle in Dillard. They're moving Jason Peters, who's like 40, but God bless him, he's still playing. They're moving him to right guard. They added Darius Slay to patch up their secondary. You know, Wentz is always injured. I mean, I feel like I'm just going on and on here, but I, that's why I'm kind of predicting them to go under. I just don't feel overly confident in the team a little bit of an easy start for the eagles at washington versus the rams and versus cincy so they could easily be three and oh but then they go at san francisco at pittsburgh and versus baltimore so they could easily be three, three and three, and three. so if they quick. so if they slip up maybe against the rams you know they could be two and four that could be uh, a little bit of a hurdle to overcome i remember last year they were five and seven and ran the stretch ran the table down the stretch i mean granted they were Beating up on the Giants and Redskins. When but your back's against the wall, you got to win. So we'll see what happens at the end of the season. You play who you play. They hosted a playoff game. Wentz, of course, got hurt, and the Seahawks won. So that was the Eagles. But uh, I'm kind of leaning towards the under. I just don't feel like they did enough to improve their team. Agreed. So let's get into my fair team. The New York Football Giants. I have their over-under at six. And this is my first best bet of the pod. Wow. I'm going under. Going under, huh? It pains me. It does. <laughs> I feel like I do this every year. New coach, young guy, trying to be Bill Belichick. You're not Bill Belichick. Weird off season. You don't get to implement all your stuff. There obviously was no preseason. 
We had a weird training camp. I touched on all these points last week, and I just feel like this is like the spitting example of exactly what I'm talking about. You brought in Jason Garrett, who underachieved for 10 years in Dallas to be your offensive coordinator, and you brought in Freddie Kitchens to be, I don't even know what the hell he is. Your tight ends coach? Great. Freddie Kitchens on the Giants staff. That's a problem all enough. Nate Solder opted out. Now, Nate Solder wasn't that great last year, but that makes our rookie Andrew Thomas play the left, left tackle spot. Our offensive line's been an issue since we won the Super Bowl 10 years ago, 11 or 9 years ago, technically. We already had injuries to Mayo and McKinney. McKinney might miss the entire season. They said two to three months. That was our second-round draft pick, who I thought was going to be the next Landon Collins. We still don't have a pass rush. We got Marcus Golden back because no one else wanted him because we put him on some weird tender that I'd never heard of in my life, which pretty much means if you don't sign him, he's back with the Giants. This defense is going to be atrocious, I feel. I hope the O-line's better. If the Giants lose games 35-31, to hell, at least they'll be entertaining. I am a little optimistic on Daniel Jones. I feel like he showed some things last year. I mean, obviously, as a rookie quarterback, you have to curb your expectations. But I just... God, every year we get here, and every year I'm just like, I just don't see the Giants at six wins. So this is my first best bet. I'm going under six wins. Best case scenario for the Giants, they'll be six and ten, and I'll push. <sighs> no, I just rambled. I ended with a sigh. Take the wheel, Ryan. I I really kind of feel like this is a very alarming occurrence because I also am going under, and I have a funny feeling that the NFC East is going to be a clean sweep of shared picks. But that's just me. We'll see what happens. Uh, I have the Giants at a generous 5-11. and 11. Um, Everybody's predicting Daniel Jones' big year this year, breakout year. You know, you have that guy, Saquon. He got hurt last year. We'll see what that means for this year. Uh, Slayton on the outside had a great year last year. Big things from him. The offense, if healthy, can click. Their defense, I'm not overly sold on. Yeah, it's the uh, same thing year after year. I mean, every year we hear about how great the offense is going to be. You know, and then Evan Ingram, like, injury risk. You know, it, it's, and it's, then before this, Odo Beckham. And then every year it's like, oops, we forgot. There's no offensive line. So we have our best player, Saquon Barkley, who could be freaking Barry Sanders, not getting free. They, don't, they never gave him the ball in space. He couldn't pick up a blitz last year. So every time he was in the game, they knew they were running it. I mean, it was a train wreck. And I'm hoping with a new coach, although Jason Garrett's calling the offense, God knows he gave the ball to Zeke enough. I just hope they get him out in space. Saquon, not Zeke. I know he's not on the Giants. I just hope they get Saquon out in space because that's when they're most successful. Sorry I interrupted, but it's the Giants. And no, I, I'm with you. But, I, yeah, I'm going under as well, so we're we're three for three. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, I, I got nothing else on the Giants. Uh, I, I'm optimistic about the offense. I'm not a complete negative wet rag on the Giants this year, but uh, I, I think their defense is going to be <laughs> look out bad. I just hope their offense can be entertaining and hell, if they go five and eleven and like I said, they're third in the league in points for and thirty second in the league in points against, at least it'll be fun to watch. Let's wrap up the NFC East and move me off of my rant on the Giants with the Washington football team. The Washington no names. Washington generals, the Washington whatever the hell they want to be. The Washington Senate. Yeah, whatever. Seriously, Washington. Ryan, uh, you kick us off. There, there's I got over under at five. There, there's not much to say other than um, this is my first bet. 
first best bet of the NFC pod here. Under, simple, easy. McLaurin's the only name that's even worth mentioning on this team, and he needs somebody to throw him the ball. So, uh, sorry. Under, 3-13. and 13. We'll see you in Week 17 fighting Jacksonville for the number one overall. Uh, I'm excited to see um, – wow, I can't think of his name now. The linebacker that they got off the draft this year. Oh, Chase Young. Chase Young, thank you. I had a brain fart. Um, but like the same thing, you know, it, it, there's very few bright spots on this team, so not much to look forward to. But, yeah, it, best bet under 3-13. and 13. Yeah, I mean, this organization is obviously Sorry. a mess. It's been a mess ever since Daniel Snyder took it over. We mentioned the name change. They're going through sexual harassment claims in the front office. And, you know, Ron Rivera, I was optimistic about. He's there. He's an adult. He's won before. But, you know, I hate to say it, but obviously he just got diagnosed with cancer of his lymph nodes. And with with COVID still floating around, is it best for him to be coaching? He said there's a plan in place if he's not going to. But right now he's going to try to coach through it. He caught it early. I mean... Ron, stay away. It's not. It's not going to get any better. God bless. Stay away. God bless you, Ron Rivera. And it seems like care he's, of yourself. It seems like he's pretty involved with things and like the name change and everything. But if he was around, I might lean over just because the over under is only five, and Chase Young should add some pop to that defense. But I have no faith in Dwayne Haskins. I didn't see anything last year that impressed me. Adrian Peterson is like thirty five. He's still their lead running back because Darius Geis got cut for all the shit he was doing. Uh domestic violence and etc Redskins always find a way to suck and if the Giants weren't the division <laughs> I'd like the under more but yeah, I, I they might agree. pick up a win maybe one or, two one there, there. alright now that I have to press myself talking about the Giants and the NFC East teams that I hate let's move to the NFC North Ryan Green Bay Packers up first I have their over under at 9 I also have them at 9 and I also have them going over that 9 He's going over. Ryan, why? Go ahead. We got Kick Aaron, us off. We got Aaron Jones. He's going to do it again. He's going to have a great year. Devontae Adams on the outside. Are you kidding me? Good luck covering him. You got that guy Aaron Rodgers. He's getting older. I get it. Still got a cannon for an arm. He's still going to put up those 70-yard Hail Marys at the end of the half that will get caught. Trust me. There's a guy named Devontae on the other end of that. It, it's going to happen. 10-6. and six, Not beating the number by a lot. They're still going to fight the Vikings, I think, for the uh, division at the very end. Could go either way. I still like it over Packers. I like the over, too, but, I mean, obviously I think this team's going to regress. Last year they were 13-3. and It's just another team I don't think did enough to improve their team, just like I mentioned with the Eagles a couple of minutes ago. Uh, one of their big advantages was Lambeau Field, but Lambeau's going with no fans to start the season. Maybe that will change later, but... We'll see if they go 0-2 to start, which I don't know. Aaron Rodgers is like 500 for his career on the road and obviously much better than that at home. Devontae Adams usually gets dinged up. I mean, are we trusting Aaron Lazard? I feel like this team was a little smoke and mirrors last year with their 13-3. and And, you know, like you mentioned, Aaron Rodgers is only getting older. I think their schedule is a little tough. At Minnesota versus Detroit, who I think will be improved. We'll get to them in a minute. At New Orleans, versus Atlanta, at Tampa, at Houston. So four of the first six on the road. I don't know how much the road means, but you still got to travel. You're still out of your element. I'm going over, but I don't have them winning the division. Spoiler alert. Anything else from the Packers? Nope. Let's move to the Minnesota Vikings then. 
I have them at eight and a half. I think you got them at nine, right? I have them at nine, yes. Yeah, my my over is minus one seventy, so you got a bit hundred and seventy dollars to win hundred, which pretty much puts them right at nine. Yeah. This is my second best bet of the pod. Over. I like the Vikings to win this division. As long as uh, Dalvin Cook comes back, he was a little upset. I think they can ride him to a division win. I mean, don't book your Super Bowl tickets because Kirk Cousins is still your quarterback. <laughs> but I think the defense is solid. You know, uh, Barr, Harrison Smith. They still have Mike Zimmer. I expect 10 to 11 wins. I, I like the Vikings to win this division. Um, what say you, Ryan? You know what, Kev? I- I'm a little shocked right now. We're we're still we're riding the train of, of same picks. I know this is gonna be a boring podcast, I think. I don't know, we gotta be careful with this. I might start having to change my picks just on purpose. Uh, I went with them over. Like I said, I, I think they're gonna contend with the Packers. Who the wins end, the division at now? the end? That's a toss up. Do they play each other in week seventeen? They play each other in should. week one. No, they don't. They of course the NFL scheduling needs to call me and get a clue. Um I, I think it's going to be the, the Packers in a, in a nail-biter. That's just me. Um, but I, I think that the Vikings go over. Yeah, they lost Stefan Diggs. Um, Cook's going to be productive. He, you know, um, Kirk, gonna, Kirk Cousins is a good – he's a decent game manager. He, he, you know, he puts the ball where he needs to. He won, he won in New Orleans last year. You know, I mean, you got – Everyone you, gives him shit, but you got to give him credit. You're going to see too. you're going to see an increase in production from Thielen because they have to. Um, he's going to be in the slot a good 75% of the time, 80% of the time anyway, um, which is where he thrives, which is great because Kirk Cousins doesn't have to throw the ball that very far. Right. Um, and you got Jefferson coming out of LSU that's going to be on the outside replacing Diggs. So it's not really that they're losing too much on that. Um, over. Over. I think the beginning of the year will be very important for Minnesota. Uh, I'll read you their first six games. Versus Green Bay, so at least they get them at home. Minnesota is another team that had a good home field advantage, just like Green Bay, but mm-hmm. as I've already mentioned, who knows what that means. Versus Green Bay at Indy, who I think will be improved as we touched on last week, and then versus Tennessee, who you think is pretty much going to the damn Super Bowl after last week's pod. <laughs> um, and then at Houston. Dumpster who, fire. I mean, I who think. Who you like. Who at least they'll be competitive, and then at Seattle, and then versus Atlanta, who I'm not high on, but we'll get to Me them either. later. So, I mean. A lot of teams that are, uh, I'll say above the average line, I'll say in the 10 to 15 range if we had to rank every NFL team. Um, so I feel like if the Vikings can get out of their first three, four, five games, three and two, if they go four and one, look out. But, I mean, obviously when it comes to the division, that uh, Green Bay game week one will be very important. So I'm still taking them to be over. Best bet. Minnesota Vikings. Let's go to the Bears. I got them at eight wins. Ryan, you want to kick off the Bears? I, I I will kick it off. I had eight wins as well. Um, for those of you who are hearing me, you can't see that I'm shaking my head at this joke of a line of eight. This is going to be a best bet. My second of the day here. There's no way they're making eight wins. Sorry, you're looking at a five, six win team here. Yes, they got Nick Foles at the helm, so that's a much improvement on Mitch Trubisky, who I don't even know if he has a job. He shouldn't. Uh, They do kind of have a soft schedule, so maybe not six, but they're still not getting eight. Uh, They play with the Packers and, and the Vikings. They're still 
the third, if not worst, team in this division. Uh, I don't see it happening. Um, best bet, under. God damn it, Ryan. It's like you're reading my notes. This is my best bet for an under. <laughs> you know what's funny? I specifically remember last year, Dan and I both taking the Bears as a best bet under because the Bears were the hype team. We talked about hype teams last week a little bit. And uh, who was the hype? Oh, the Titans. Titans. I said, beware of the hype team. And I also, the Browns were the hype team last year. And I said, I kind of like them to improve. I don't like the Bears to improve. I love, this might be my favorite bet of the entire season at eight wins. There is no way they're getting the eight wins. The Bears will start with Mitch Trubisky because they have to coddle him because they drafted him. And he'll suck. And then they'll ride Nick Foles who we still aren't sure if he's good when he's not wearing an Eagles jersey. Obviously, the Jaguars give up on him in half a season. And now David Montgomery's out two to four weeks. And I wasn't really impressed by his rookie campaign last year. And as good as that defense is, I don't think you can ride in the 13 to 10 wins in today's NFL. So if they don't get off to a good start, they are a 1,000% in trouble. And uh, you mentioned their beginning schedule is not the strongest. And it's not. At Detroit division game mm, i'm not trudging, trusting mitchy on the road then they play my lowly giants and then they play at atlanta if they're one and two after that they're in trouble because then the indy who i think is better tampa bay who i think is better and then at carolina who i think will struggle we'll get to them in a minute i mean they might start off three and three i don't see any packers on here i don't see any vikings on here i think those are four losses maybe they'll sneak one in there because division games, you never know. Uh, I don't see... They play the Eagles. I'm sorry, no, they don't. Um, they play uh, the Saints. They play uh, the rest of the AFC South. I'm, I'm not sold on the Bears. I love, love, love... This might be my favorite bet of the entire pod last week and this week. There's no way they're getting to eight. I'm not backing either of these quarterbacks. I... So I know I just would love to disagree with you, but I I, 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 I don't. Ryan said so. Ryan, we are now seven freaking teams into this pod, and we have agreed on every single pick. And we have one last pick in this division, and we have I can see, and we have agreeing best bets like we did last week on the Chiefs. So Detroit Lions, this is where we disagree. I heard you say you think they're going to be much improved from last year. I got the number at six and a half. I don't know what you have it at. I believe you have it at the same. I have it at seven, actually. You have it at seven. I'm going under. You said they're much improved. I have a feeling you're going over. I'm not sure. Don't see your picks. Only thing I'm looking forward to with the Lions, watching them while I get fat eating turkey dinner. That's it. Lions, they're, they, they're this every year. Oh, we're getting better. Oh, we've improved here. Kenny Galladay, great. Matt Stafford still can't throw the ball. Matt Stafford throws the ball 100 times the game. 100 times a game, still can't throw the ball. Detroit Lions, not interested. Under six and a half, no way. Finally, finally, The Rock has come back to Detroit. (laughs) Finally, a disagreement. I like the Lions to go over. What everyone forgets last year is that Matt Stafford was having a career year at 3-4-1 before they got injured. He had a tough luck loss by one point on Monday Night Football in Green Bay. They only lost to the Chiefs by four points and played them tough. They blew a game against the Cardinals on tie that they should have won. And 
I think that um, they're going to be over. Listen. They added um, Swift from Georgia, uh, DeAndre Swift, I think was his first name. Yeah. Uh, with on Johnson, so they could run the ball more. They picked up some Patriots because, you know, that's what Matt Patricia does. And, uh, you know, Jamie Collins, Danny Shelton. And they drafted Jeff Okuda to replace Darius Slay in the secondary, which was a weak spot for them. And I think they can show improvements. Like I said, last year they were 3-4-1 to start the season. They could have easily been, uh, what is it, 8? They could have easily been 5-3. and three. And I, I just have the Bears, like, stamped to be in last place in this division. So... Uh, I think they'll beat the Bears twice. They'll pick off either the Vikings or the Packers. That's three. Uh, let's take a look at the beginning schedule. Chicago Green, at Green Bay, at Arizona, versus New Orleans, at Jacksonville, at Atlanta. So they play the AFC South, which I'm not sold on, and they play the NFC South, which uh, we'll get to them. But... Uh, I, I like the Lions to I mean, if I can get that six and a half number that you got, I'm definitely going over. I was going over seven. I could see them being eight and eight uh, on the outside looking into the playoffs. But I like Matt Stafford. I think he's uh, a good quarterback, not just one of those fantasy quarterbacks like uh, Josh Allen. And uh, I like the Lions to be over the seven number. So finally, some freaking disagreement. Thank you for disagreeing with me. Finally. Yeah, thanks for being here. You're welcome. And uh, we'll see where the the rest of us go. We're halfway through the NFC, so let's move on to the NFC South and see where our agreements and disagreements go. Uh, so for the NFC South, we start with the New Orleans Saints. The New Orleans Saints. You know, I've been waiting on a down year for the New Orleans Saints, and I keep being wrong. Last year, my logic was, you know, after... The a or the NFC Championship debacle, and the year before that, losing that Minnesota miracle is that what they called it with the D- the Diggs pass? I thought the Saints were going to have a pullback year, and sure enough, they're the Saints were NFC South champions, losing to Kirk Cousins at home in the playoffs. So even though they lost, I'm done betting against Drew Brees and Sean Payton and company. I'm going over. I think they win the division again. I don't know if that's 11-5, 12-4. I feel like there's enough around Drew Brees that even with a new competitor in the division, which we'll touch on in a minute, I still have the Saints going over, even though it's 10.5 and, and I get scared off with double digits, and I still have them win the division. Ryan, are we continuing the disagreement or are we back on the agreements? As much as it pains me to say, we are back in agreement. And this is also a best bet, folks. A best bet? We are going over the 10.5 best bet. Saints, there's just too many weapons. Um, You you really can't. Drew Bees, even though he's 100 years old, he still throws the rock like nobody's business. He's got Kamara behind him. He's got Michael Thomas, probably the best, there's no question about it, best wide receiver in the game right now. On the outside, they added Emmanuel Sanders, which can only help in the slot. That's going to be a big thing. <clears throat> They've uh, added some in- increased linebacker presence. Excuse me, linebacker presence in the offseason. So I think their defense is going to be much improved. Over ten and a half. I, like like Kev said, I think it's going to be eleven and five, twelve and four, somewhere in those. I do think they are going to win the division. Um, yeah, we're in agreement. Over. I was so sure last year was going to be the year when Drew Brees went down in week two, and then sure enough, Teddy Bridgewater comes in and, and goes 4-0 and or 5-0 and or whatever he did, and 
I'm done. I'm just going to go the other way. Yeah, fair enough. Even though this is probably going to be the year. This, no, let's hope not. Let's move on to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Ryan, why don't you kick us off? I got them at nine and a half, just like the Saints. I got them at. Oh, I had. Oh, I had the Saints at ten and a half. You had them. I'm sorry. Yes. Nine, okay. Yes, the Saints are at ten and a half. Okay. I, I have the Bucks at nine and a half. Hell, I'll take the Saints at nine and a half any day. Um, okay, Bucks nine and a half. Say it with me. Brady to Gronk. Brady to Gronk. Brady to Gronk. Okay. Now that we've had that moment and this, the nostalgia of our Patriot days, we're now going to see it in South Beach. As much as I hate it, I know South Beach is Miami. I just, you know, like to say that. In flow, Ryder. In, in, in flow, Ryder. Uh, yeah, no. They're going over. Nine and a half over. Brady and Gronk going to reconnect. Too many weapons on that offense. They're going to have to put up a lot of points, but they're going to put up a lot of points. Brady's going to rein it in. He's going to have to throw the ball downfield a little more. He's got the weapons to do that in Evans and Godwin. So he's good to go. Tom Brady, the ageless wonder, as much as I hate him, over Bucks. Beware the hype team. Uh-oh. This is this year's hype team. Last year's hype team, the Bears and Browns, both underachievers. The year before that, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, they almost won the AFC Championship and went to the Super Bowl. Fell flat on their face. Beware the hype team. We are back on the disagreement. I am going under nine and a half for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I I just... Brady cannot do this forever. And last year, I felt like he showed signs of age. And everyone's like, oh, we had a lack of weapons. New weapons this year, but as I've mentioned many times in this pod and last week's weird offseason, they're probably going to have some weird hybrid offense of what Brady likes to do versus what Arians likes to do. Brady doesn't like to throw it downfield. You remember those New England days? It was dink and dunk to Edelman and Gronk and underneath stuff and three-step drops and get the ball out. Now he's got to stand in the pocket, chuck it downfield. I don't think his downfield accuracy is what it used to be. Gronk didn't even play last year. Gronk was always getting hurt towards the end of his career. Gronk was at WrestleMania. He's in great shape. He's ready to go. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Tell me when he does something that's real. And, you know, on the defensive side, I felt like they were a little smoke and mirrors last year. Against the run, they were 30th. No, I'm sorry. Against the run, they were first. Against the pass, they were 30th. So I think Todd Bowles got a little too much credit with the the defense. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm saying they're 9-7. and seven. I think there's a learning curve with the offseason and Tom Brady and Arians and all of the new weapons and Gronk being old. Too many red flags here. I'm going under, maybe 9-7. and seven. They might still sneak into the playoffs, maybe on the outside looking in. Under, under, under. Beware the hype team. Did I change your mind? Nope. Okay. <laughs> Uh, next team is the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, seven and a half is what I have for them. I'll kick it off. Under. I'm sick of hearing that the Falcons will improve. They've been on a downfall ever since they blew that Super Bowl, what, three, four years ago? I'm sorry. In, in 2017, they did get back to the playoffs, and then they lost the winnable game in Philly because they couldn't score on a first and goal from the whatever inside the 10. And then they've been 7-9 the past two years. Julio's getting older. He's usually got an ankle injury from week 3 to week 17. They brought in Todd Gurley, who probably is already injured if he, if he doesn't get injured in week 1. 
And then they brought back Dan Quinn because Dan Quinn stopped calling plays on defense and they got better. So that makes no sense because you take responsibility away from the head coach and the team improves, yet you bring back the head coach. I'm sick of the Falcons. I'm sick of hearing how they're going to be good. I'm sick of hearing about how they're going to rebound. I'm going under. Well, we're back in agreement, unfortunately. I'm going under as well. Uh, Basically everything you said, girly issues with the injuries, you never know. Devonta Freeman's not there anymore. Matty Ice ain't getting any younger. They lost Austin Hooper. So it's just going to be a a rough go. I really think that the Falcons are going to be the bottom dwellers of this division. And, uh, yeah, not not good. Under the 7.5. Bottom dwellers. Bottom dwellers. Well, then let's get into the Carolina Panthers. Because I think we're going to be in disagreement again. Carolina Panthers. I have them at five and a half. I am I, going. I do. I am going over. Uh, I think they're gonna make a little noise. McCaffrey will he slow down? I don't think so. Good luck. I mean, unless he gets hurt, he's got a ton of carries. He's got a ton of touches. Four hundred and seven, if I'm not mistaken, for last year, something astronomical. How many touches this guy got? Let me interrupt you. Okay. But yeah, you like Derrick Henry. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I'm Who had sa- a million I'm touches. saying that he may slow down, but I'm not. I'm not concerned about it. I, I'm not concerned about it. Teddy Bridgewater, he is a mediocre quarterback, mm-hmm. but he is a fantastic game manager. He, mm-hmm. he doesn't turn the ball over very often. He puts the ball where he needs to. He can run with his legs. He's still in good shape. Um, yeah, Carolina. They lost Greg Olson. Oh well. I still think they're going to be a six and ten, seven and nine team. Nothing, nothing crazy, but they'll get over that five and a half. I'm going under. Um, I like the direction the franchise is going with Matt Rule. They gutted the team. They have a plan. They're starting from scratch. They brought in Teddy Bridgewater to at least have some competency at the quarterback position. I'm just concerned that their defense is going to be bad. Uh, James Bradbury went to the Giants. Luke Keekley obviously left town. Uh, on the offensive side, you mentioned it. They lost Olsen. Obviously, they lost Cam, as we talked about last week in New England. Um, I like that they have a plan, like I said, but I, I don't think the plan's going to get them over five and a half wins this year. And as I've said a million times, weird offseason, rookie head coach, new players, new system, new scheme, too many new, new, new. Uh, I'm going to go under. I could see them being five and 11, four and 12. Um, with some direction and some purpose, but I think that that defense doesn't have much left and uh, too much newness and getting to know each other this year. I am going under with Carolina at five and a half. Did I change your mind? No. You wouldn't admit fair, it if I fair did. Fair enough, fair enough. I, I mean, valid points. I just, I, I see the Falcons being worse than the Panthers and the numbers I think in my head are just going to go a little bit different. Okay, let's move out west to what I think is probably the most compelling division in all of football, the NFC West, and we'll start off with the NFC defending champions, San Francisco 49ers. Uh, 10.5, that's what you got as well? I do. I'm going over. Uh, I know, like I said, beware the hype team. A lot of people will say, oh, the Super Bowl hangover. But I love watching this Niners team. I love that defense, and I think Kyle Shanahan is a great coach. Uh, I think they can lean on that defense as uh, Jimmy G and the offense can come along and continue to improve. Uh, they have some you know, concerns of injury at the wide receiver position. But let's, let's take a look at their first six games. 
versus Arizona, which Arizona gave them trouble last year, and I think they're going to be a little bit better, so that's not a cakewalk. At the Jets, at the Giants. So they're playing in the same stadium two weeks in a row. They'll probably just stay somewhere in the greater uh, East Rutherford area. (laughs) I feel like those are wins. And then they get three straight home games, Philly, Miami, and the Rams. I think that's a relatively easy start, considering your only two road games are against two of the worst teams, I think, and in the same building. Uh, So, you know, as I mentioned last week, you know, I like to look at the beginning schedule because I feel like momentum can carry a team in a good or a bad direction. But I feel like they'll be fine, you know, maybe they get clipped by Arizona and Philly or maybe the Rams. So I think worst case they'll be 4-2, which is still obviously a good start to the season. Um, Obviously they got the division game to Seattle ahead, but... I think they'll be fine. I think they're going to repeat as division champions, and I think they're going to get over 10.5. What say you, Ryan? I I agree with your assessment. Um, I'm going over as well. Um, it's a good thing that the New York metropolitan area is not allowing fans because the stadium would be filled with San Francisco fans instead of the home teams. Anyway, uh, Raheem Mostert, he's just a he's a firecracker. He, he, you know, he gets in the backfield, and he's just gone. Uh, Greg... George Kittle, excuse me, George Kittle, you know, that's probably the best tight end in the game right now. Their defense, mm, yeah. their defense, uh, you said it. it. Although it didn't last year, defense wins championships. Um, they're realistic, realistically, I think the only team that could hold Kansas City to to non to thirty one points to non ridiculous points and hope that their offense could step it up. I mean, they held they held the Chiefs to you know for three quarters. In that Super Bowl. They were in the game until that fourth quarter. So, I mean, realistically, I, I think they're going to get back there. I, I don't see them having a problem really in the in the NFC. I think they'll get back there again. 12-4 and four over 49ers. Okay. Next team we have is the Seattle Seahawks, or I should just call them the Seattle Russell Wilsons. Uh, I got them at 9.5. Ryan? 9.5. What do you say about the Seattle Seahawks? You know, the Seattle Seahawks... I think they are going to have a little bit of a down slope with the 12th man not being allowed in as far as we know. Who knows what will happen with that. Mm-hmm. Um, the Seattle Seahawks, they're the same old story. Same old song and dance. Good defense. Decent offense. Like you said, the Russell Wilson show. That, that's pretty much the end all and be all of this team. Do I think that they're going to make the playoffs? Yes. Do I think that they're going to win, you know, 12, 13 games? No. Over 9.5, I think they'll hit it. They'll be 10-6, and six, over. Over? Well, at least we're disagreeing again. I am going under. I felt like Wilson... <laughs> Russell, not Wussell. Russell Wilson carried this team last year, and they can't keep asking him to do that I I love watching Russell and if they won the division I wouldn't be surprised but similar to Green Bay I feel like they were a little smoke and mirrors which is ironic because they played each other last year in the playoffs and then Green Bay got their doors blown off by San Francisco when their smoke and mirrors were exposed um but it's the Russell it's the Russell Wilson show and I just don't think it's sustainable I think you brought up a good point about uh the home field advantage, which, ironically enough, I had mentioned earlier about Green Bay not having their home field advantage. Um, you know, I, I said it last week just about home field advantage is weird this year in general, but, you know, for these teams that really have a good home field advantage, 
it'll probably be more of an impact. So I'm concerned about that defense. I mean, you said they were good. I mean, sure, they still have some playmakers. They got Jamal Adams from the Jets. They got Bobby Wagner still. But last year they were 31st in sacks. You know, this league's all about getting pressure on the quarterback. But they lost Clowney, so. I just want to point out that they do play the AFC East mm-hmm. and the NFC East. So not the best of divisions that they're playing. So that's a, I would say, at least four wins there out of the two. A easy. They don't play the NFC East, do they? I thought the NFC East played the NFC. Uh, uh, let me double check. I know they play uh, Dallas, but I think that's a strength of schedule game. Dallas, Philly, Giants. No, they play the East in both. Oh, you're right, because the Niners are playing the uh, Giants, and that's definitely not a strength of schedule game because the Giants suck. (laughs) Um, Sorry. That's okay. My bad. Uh, Yeah, so I'm just looking at their early schedule at Atlanta, New England, Dallas, at Miami, Minnesota, at Arizona. So I don't know. I feel like this is a tough team to kind of handicap. Well, let me, because, let, uh, let, me, let me give you their... Hold on, I'm just going to give you their December schedule. Oh, go for home it. Home against the Giants. Home against the Jets. At Washington. Home against L.A. The Rams or the Chargers? Rams, right? Rams, excuse me. Well, it's yeah. the Vegas... The Vegas... Uh, no, no, Chargers, Chargers. Oh, Chargers, excuse me. The there, there's two L.A.'s and yeah, there's an L.V. There's too many West Coast yeah. nonsense. Yeah, like I said, I mean... How many more years can you just put everything on Russell Wilson's shoulders? True. We'll see. I'm not loving the defense, but, I mean, Russell's incredible, and we'll see. I'm going to lean under. I enjoy watching them, and I know Russell Wilson just got his Sports Illustrated cover. And he's got a smoke show for a wife, so. Yeah, and he's Mr., uh, what was it? Uh, Not Irrespond. God, his stupid video uh, on... I don't think I've ever seen it. I don't know. Twitter, TikTok, one of, one of those things. Nope. Mr. Okay, whatever. Um, all right, next team up is the Rams. I got them at eight and a half. I have them at eight and a half also. What do you have them? I'm going un- Mr. Unlimited. Sorry, I had to. What? Russell Wilson's stupid videos. Like, Unlimited? I'm Mr. Unlimited. I'm Mr. Unlimited. There's Mr. Yeah. He's He's dumb. Well, now I want him to be Mr. Irrelevant, but that's beside the point. Yeah, well. All right, Rams. I have eight and a half. Sorry, and it's back okay. to the Rams. That's all right. Eight and a half. Eight and a half. I'm going under. Uh, the Rams, they're they're on their downslope in this division. They had their chances a couple years ago against the Patriots, which they probably should have won that game. But, again, it's Tom Brady and Belichick. But that's neither here nor there. No Gurley, no Brandon Cooks. They're going to have to rely heavily on Cooper Cup. To be perfectly honest with you, I couldn't even tell you who their backfield. Benny Cunningham, who cares? All irrelevant. Not very good. Jared Goff, no no bueno. Uh, lucky if they get to 6-10. and 10. Bottom dwellers in this division, under. Mm. Yeah, I want to disagree, but I can't. I have the under, too. I was never a Jared Goff fan. I felt like the whole offense, you know, two years ago when they went to the Super Bowl was set up on play action. Sean McVay's new scheme and Todd Gurley and, you know, as there's more tape on teams, whether that's the coach or the scheme or the offense or the defense, the league adjusts, which was kind of my, uh, part of my um, logic for the Ravens last week, kind of pulling back a little bit, because that was unique and tough to kind of get a grasp on. 
Uh, but Gurley's gone. They're doing a lot. They switched last year two tight end sets instead of three wide receiver sets because obviously all they did was three wide receiver sets. Uh, but I feel like they're too top-heavy. They paid their stars, the Goffs, the Aaron Donalds. Aaron Donald deserves every penny he gets. They paid Gurley. Obviously, they're out of that contract now. They let um, Dante Fowler Jr. and Trey, Trey Matthews. Clay Matthews go on the defensive side, which accounted for 20 sacks last year. I mean, someone else will play next to Aaron Donald and get the opportunity to shine, but I'm just, I'm just not a Goff guy. I think they're running back to Cam Akers. We don't know much about him. Uh, too many things, too competitive a division. I'm going under eight and a half. So once again, agreement. Let's wrap up with the Arizona Cardinals. I got seven and a half. I have seven. Okay, well that means they're hot because I'm going over. Uh, is this another hype team, Ryan? I feel like there's a lot of. It's, I feel like this is kind of like the Titans, right? There's like a lot of things that they did. They got flash. They got splashy free agents, DeAndre Hopkins, Kyle, Kyle, Kyler Murray going into his second year. But I didn't hear a lot about them, and maybe it's just because we don't have the hype of the NFL season like we would in a normal year. So would you put, qualify the Arizona Cardinals as a hype team? I, I would give them the hype. I think they've they're much improved. I, I think that they're they're working their way back up into that division to be competitive and to be relevant um it's it's nice to see they're getting younger which is great minus larry fitzgerald who's 100 but that's okay he doesn't need to do as much as he normally does i love that larry's hanging around just catch the ball like he always does you know mr reliable the old reliable i don't even care if he's a third down receiver at this point but you know i i i i agree um, I hate ending on an agreement, but um, yes, I think they're going over the number, whether it be seven or seven and a half. You had a seven and a half, right? I had a seven and a half. Yeah, yeah. I, I think they're going over that number. I think they'll be 500 at least. Um, DeAndre Hopkins, great pickup. Uh, more weapons for Murray. You got Christian Kirk on the outside. You got Hopkins now. Um, yeah, and then it's like, oh yeah, Larry Fitzgerald in, yeah, on the slot as, who as can a, catch anything. Yeah. yeah. And then and then let's not forget all of a sudden, you know, Mr. Light of Fire in his ass, Kenyon Drake in the second half of the season was probably the best minus Derrick Henry, the best fantasy, you know, pickup you could have gotten or even um had at that point for the rest of the uh the rest of the season. I mean, he he left Miami and he found himself. So, but that's how it usually goes. But that's okay. Um Did Dan Marino leave Miami and find himself? Yeah, in an Ace Ventura movie. Um, but that, <laughs> that's neither here nor there. Uh, yeah, Arizona. I think they're going upwards. Let's put it that way, and uh, we'll we'll see what happens. But they're not bottom dwellers anymore. Congratulations. Yeah, I mean, uh, we got a lot of our best bets early. I went with under the Giants, under the Bears, and over on the Vikings. You went with under on the Redskins, under on the Bears as well, and over on the Saints. Uh, not much down the stretch here, but I, I feel like this is a borderline over best bet for me. Uh, like I said, I really like the team. I like the pieces they added. You know, whenever you could throw a Hall of Fame receiver in the slot and kind of people forget about him, they drafted Isaiah Simmons, who's kind of that hybrid linebacker, pass rusher. We don't know what he could be, but he could play a lot of positions. And, and this year's NFL, or any year's current day NFL is what I'm trying to say. You need those athletic guys with speed that can uh, cover a bunch of different positions. Patrick Peterson missed a lot of last year. He's back. Chandler Jones leads the league or is in the top three in sacks every year, and no one ever talks about him. And uh, 
I don't think they have a tough start to the season at San Francisco. Obviously, that will be a challenging game, but they gave them fits last year because Murray can move around. Yep. Versus Washington, versus Detroit, who you're low on, I'm a little higher on, at Carolina, and at the Jets. So, I, I mean, if they clip the Niners, I can see this team being 4-1 and one if they slip up somewhere else. At Dallas, I mean, that that would be a little bit harder. Obviously, the schedule gets harder. There's no Seattle games on here. They still got to play the Niners again, the Seahawks twice. Uh, like I said, this division's very competitive. But, I mean, I said it a bunch last week, and I'll say it a bunch again this week. You know, if you can get off to a hot start, you kind of start believing in yourself that you got the swag and, you know, your shit don't stink and you can you can be great. So can Kyler take that next step? I say yes. They, they I, I have, like the over. I, I like the over over more that I look at this, more look at the schedule. They have youth on their side, which which always helps, you know, especially in a fresh, you know, not having to play the preseason. I'm sure that's going to be great. The only, you know. Yeah. The only downfall is the the getting together. That, that's the bottom line. How, how quick can they can they gel? Yeah, I mean, at least at least it's the same head coach, same quarterback, year 2. Yep. Um you know, D-Hop, all he does is catch balls in traffic. So even if he runs the wrong route and he's not open, he'll figure it out. Uh, man, I, this is borderline. This is borderline best bet for me. I, if it was best bet, I would have done a little more research. But uh, I'm saying go Cardinals. I think this will be a fun team to watch. Yeah, I, I agree. We'll see. We'll see. I'm looking forward to it. And like I said, the more I'm reading this, the, the more into it I am. So. I, I want to see them bring back the uh, fun and gun that used to be in L.A. So I want to I wanna, – let's go. Somebody yeah. do it. Why that, not? That's it, Ryan. I mean, that's the NFC. Just to recap best bets again, I just said it. But uh, I got under Giants, under Bears, over Minnesota. You have under Washington, under Chicago, and over New Orleans. So Ryan and I, we don't rehearse this stuff. Both said over Kansas City last week, and both said under Chicago this week. So those are the best of the best bets from uh, our perspective. And uh, I'll be excited to be back next week. Ryan, thanks for, uh, you know, giving us some insight here with the uh, over-unders. Thank you again for having me. I hope I can uh, hop on again a couple more times this season. Absolutely. And week one's always the best. We'll be back next week with a little preview of week one. And, uh... We'll do a little recording before the Chiefs-Texans kick us off for what will hopefully be a 17-week NFL season. Prediction for that game, 48-10 to 10 blowout, Kansas City. You hate the Texans. Blowout City. Here God. We go. Here we go. All right, guys. Uh, enjoy next week and the season. We'll talk to you uh, on Thursday. Pod probably coming out next Friday. And uh, football's back, baby. Let's go. Let's go. Get to the windows before the season starts and put on those best bets. Thanks for listening. As always, Rambler, the Rambler and the Gambler at gmail.com and at RamblerGambler4 on the Twitter. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you guys next week.